This week on the podcast, we're talking about the role of Tim and I in the outside. So we're three years in, this thing has been growing, and we are trying to figure out what is the right role. And there's a little bit of a debate, right? Is the right role to keep centering Tim and I because we're kind of the face of the outside and we do a lot of the work, or, and Tim and I fall on this side, could we begin to expand the outside as an an organization that is seen as being beyond the two of us, that really shows and values and fronts the work that's happening across the organization with so many talented people. Yeah, and underneath all of that, underneath all of that is this like ideology of the individual, this desire for people to want to follow particular people or be attached to particular people as the thing. And I think both Jews and I don't want that. We don't, you know, we, we don't want to build a, a, a discipled fellowship to our work. We want to put the work in the middle and build the outside around it. And uh, so, yes, a good debate. Check it out. I love that comic so much. I feel like it is, you know, I don't know, like a, a saying or a smart verse, or it just feels like it's it. Every time I look at it, I feel like I get a little bit deeper. Like, yes, he's a penguin. No one can see it. So we can stop talking about it. But like, he's a penguin. That's true. That's really, really true. He's a penguin. He's a black and white bird and with other black and white birds. And that is true. And he has this impulse to be himself that just feels like, of course, we all do. And like that whole spark, like you need the collective, you need the belonging, you are one of many. Like as human beings, we die without that, that sense of belonging, right? We talked about that last time, I think, when we talked about your your being squeezed into this mold of conformity and uh, me being concerned about economic um, stability or how I'd be viewed, right? It would impact my economic stability. Like we're we're social creatures. We need the collective. We need it. And we're individual lights that like just have to be expressed. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I love think, that. I, I love, love that comic. Well, I think we're right into it. And and it's where we were going. We, you know, hello, hello, listeners. Uh, we were deep in a conversation with each other before we'd hit record. And we're like, oh, no. Oh, this is the podcast. Hit record. <laughs> And then we had to like bring Mark up to date on where we were sitting, who's our producer, so he knows what's going on with our terrible sound production, and then can then tell us how to do it better. And uh, and then so welcome to the conversation we started about fifteen minutes ago. It's lovely to have you with us. And um, and I choose. I think you're in it like this. And I maybe we have the penguin picture as the cover for this month's uh, oh, for this week's podcast. Great. Wouldn't that be lovely? And but, yeah. but essentially, it's this. It's you know the the outside three years in right? We're three years mm-hmm. birthday this last weekend is kind of a, a you know, somehow a, a, a paradox between like, we're fundamentally equity mm. focused, you know, mm. yet the business is still really dependent on the two founders. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're, you know, that like the penguin who like looks like every other penguin, but is leaping out of the crowd to say me, I'm me, you know, this, <laughs> commonality versus difference 
You know, like how are we? Mm. Yes, we are all one common human family, and we're all fundamentally different, and those differences are important. You know, and、um, right. and so like that that tension is right at the root of where we're at. Three years into the outside, I think where you know a lot of the feedback we get from people is, no, Tuesday and Tim, you're the heart of this thing. You need to make it. You, you know, and on the other side, Tuesday and I are like. This can't be all about us. We don't want to build something that's all about us. We don't even think that's a good business model to have it all about us. We're already, <laughs> we're already hugely pressed for time. You, you know what I mean, and feel the pressure of all these different things pulling on us. So you know, how do we shift the entire business away from being Tim and about you know Tim and Tuesday at the center of it to the outside becoming something else? Like, is there actually a podcast that we do? That is the outside show, and then there's Tim and Tuesday's podcast where we get to go on our esoteric wanderings. You know, thank、That's、you,、right. thank you for joining、yeah. us, season three listeners, as we esoterically wander <laughs> through the neurotic worlds of Tim and Tuesday. You know, and and also we know there's a <laughs> hunger out there for the practical of how we're running the business and the people we're meeting and the change work we're doing, and、mm-hmm. and it's like that's the and- out that's the outside. But there's also this like weird little journey that's Tim and Tuesday. Anyway, that's the dilemma we're in, isn't it? As a business right now. That's right, and they're they're so inextricably linked that I think it's hard to imagine them being separated. And yet, when you think about the outside, Tim and I do a significant portion of the work. But by no means most of the work.、No. We have such a you know such a skilled team that is doing so much and has so much expertise and so much competency. I was describing the team to someone recently, and I was just like, these folks feel to me like to be the best at what they do. They're、mm. the absolute best at what they do, and we're fortunate enough that they're joining us for part of their work life. But I feel as I look around the outsiders, I'm like, oh, it doesn't get any better than these particular people. And in some ways, to think of the outside as you and I is just a disservice, right? I look a million times better because Jen is helping things happen in the background, and Stina is project managing, and 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 Bron is talking with the prototype teams, right? So. I'm just aware that the outside is there's no the outside is bigger than us, right? That's just the reality. It's how do we begin to shift that perception, and also understand that you and I are the heart of the outside. It started because of our friendship. It started because we like to work together. We do our best work together,、um, and our personal journeys, even though. Yes, and thank you for coming along to season three, which has been all about our personal journeys, which you know I'm really enjoying. But you know, it might not be for everybody. Although, be to be really clear, we haven't gotten feedback; it's not for everyone.、Uh, but I'm aware、we、that we did have a regular listener journeys- say that they need to smoke a joint before they go listen to season three, though. <laughs> That's true, but she didn't say she didn't want to. No, she, she didn't. <laughs> just no, she for just the record, she needed to smoke a joint first. She's like I listen. To, I listen to it as I walk my dog. I listen to it as I walk my dog. But sometimes I think I need to have smoked a joint before I tune into season three. <laughs> season three is different. It's been about our personal journey, and like there is no doubt that that those personal journeys are impacting the work every day.、Mm. So it is inextricably linked. 
I know that you, I know that it is, we are leaders of the organization. I know that where we go, the organization goes. I don't want to be in denial about both our power and influence and in, even intent. Um, and just like the penguin, right? Like he was asserting something, there's also the collective. And so for me, it's like, how do we really be in that tension? Well, honor the folks who are working with us, let them shine brightly, let them do the work that they can do and be available and offer those things that we offer and offer them clearly and cleanly and in a way that doesn't burn us out. I uh, play football on Sunday nights, as you know, mm-hmm. with a bunch of crew. We had 17 people turn up this weekend. I love it. All kinds of ages, genders, mm. people's colors. Like it's just like it's such a glorious little uh, place to play soccer. Um, and uh, just as we were getting in, um, I had just seen, I'm reading this book. I just finished reading this book, City of Brass. And I'm getting fully, yeah, yeah. fully into like Persian and Middle Eastern mythology. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so interesting. I've, I've just kind of like gone down the rabbit hole. But part of that is I've gone onto Netflix and uh, started looking at um, look, looking for kind of like Middle Eastern shows. and and uh, But I found this kind of like History 101 that talked about kind of like, you know, the, 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 the blessing and the curse of being these oil rich nations, you know, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and in it was this, in it was the, was, was that iconic image of when Saddam Hussein's statue was pulled down, you know? Right. Um, wow. and then, and then this week we also talked about, so that had kind of set my mind thinking about statues being torn down. We talked to our client in Sweden. We talked about Zlatan Ibrahimovic's statue being t- torn down, who's a soccer player, you know. And as I went into soccer on Sunday night, I was talking to a mate of mine. I was like, oh, yeah, the stat- and, and uh, I was talking about statues being torn down and what that symbolizes. And because uh, that's what you talk about before you play soccer. Yeah, obvi- yeah. Obviously. Um, Obs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start with the Zlatan Ibrahimovic one, and then you go to the Saddam Hussein one, and then you go into the broader conversation. Um, and uh, and he and he just said this comment. He's like, I don't. I, he's like, I don't think they sh- we should be putting statues up to anybody. Hmm. He's like, why are we hmm. idolizing people? Why aren't we idolizing? Why aren't we celebrating what we create? together why are we making he was like why are we making it about people at all he's like he's like i'm not against public art but this desire we have to deify individuals when there's a bigger arc of history at play he's like i just don't get it wow it's like i just don't get it and so for me that well that's the thing at the outside like I'm, Mm. i'm i'm actually not interested in building something that's about you and me because then we just could have called it tim and tuesday Right and and sold and sold the combined brands probably done all right, Mm -hmm. you know. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm just not interested in building something that's about you and me. Let alone the business case and all that, you know. Well, uh, ah, ah, so much, so much, so much. Okay, sorry. A couple of things. No, 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 no. I would have, I would have raised my hand and jumped up if I had had to speak. Um, So, two two things I want to ask. One is, can you talk to me at all about the background of the person who said that? Uh, yeah, you might know him. He's from Kenya originally. Uh, would, uh, grew up in uh, what many in Canada would consider significant poverty. 
um, mm-hmm. and moved, uh, uh, ended up doing pretty well for himself, moved into, you know, moved to Europe, got involved in kind of humanitarian work and then moved to Canada um, uh, about 10 years ago, I think, maybe less. Yeah. Well, par- I wondered if it was him and I, because part of why I asked is I think <laughs> part of, I think uh, this idea of not deifying people, not having statues, like it's such a part of, I, I sense the European and North American con- and not that it doesn't happen other places. Obviously Saddam Hussein's statue was toppled too, but it feels to me like it's a specific kind of viewpoint to say, why aren't we deifying people? Because we always have. Right. We always have. And so either folks who were outside of who is being deified and or and I don't know his I don't know or and or who saw deification that was problematic. Right. So I just kind of curious this idea. So it's, it's this movement right to take down statues often is putting up other statues in their place. Right. So it's it's simply re, uh, like a revolution, not an evolution, which is what I hear him him kind of pointing toward. Like, how do we actually shift our way of thinking? about deification of people. And I, you know, like Tim, I'm with you 100% primarily because, um, like you said, we just could have done that and that would have been great. I, I think it's just a reflection of the reality of our work. It's not even about, I mean, yes, I agree. We didn't want to do that, but our reality of our work is we've got 17 people is that where we are like that are doing really great work and so it it feels like it doesn't even reflect our work to keep the focus on us Mm. and though i'm also wanting to take responsibility you know stina asked this morning like what's your hurry why do you have to like move like what is the hurry to move you all out of the center and so in, in that, there was a question to me around taking responsibility, not abdicating, understanding that most of the work comes through the two of us um, and not wanting to pull away too quickly or take ourselves out of the center too quickly. And I don't even know exactly what that means, but I just feel like I want to, I'm wanting to hold both like our commitment to making the outside something that is beyond us while really taking responsibility for our impact, our power, our influence, and our st- going to use this word, our stewarding of this particular work with this group of people. That's what I got for a minute. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it is one of my perpetual failings that I am in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, You know, it's like the most painful thing about being someone who has visions of the future is that, Mm even though you may see it, you're not there right now. So you live with this constant tear between how you feel the future could be versus what you visit or see every day, you know? So there's no doubt for me that there's a direction there that I want us to be going in. And by nature of having clarity on that direction, I become impatient to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that would be true of almost any part of my life, you know, and, and I think learning, you know, le- I'm, I'm learning patience and that patience is actually a defense, you know, it's like mm. the shield of patience. And so, um, mm. and so, uh, so I hear you and I still think that it's important for us to continually loosen people's attachments to us. 
Yeah. Whether that's the, you know, it's 13 people we have in a kind of like intimate contractual relationships with us. And then it's 18 that we have kind of engaged and working with us, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like 13 we would consider outsiders, I guess. And then 18 we would consider people who we work with consistently. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's also the clients, you know, it's beginning, it is, it's beginning to see there's something more than us that we don't actually need to be in all of those meetings that, and I just wonder how often this happens, you know, like, I mean, the the thing I always hear is, well, that's what people want. People want Tim and Tuesday to be part of it. People want, you know, that's why they come to the outside, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. But that doesn't mean I have to give it <laughs> or something, you know. It's like Katie always tells this story of her dad when she was really young, um, and she was a teenager, and him being like, her dad never answered the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, and him being like, no, no, you've got it upside down. The phone is for your convenience, not the callers. Mm-hmm. So you answer when you want. And you can listen to messages and you can even decide if you're going to call people back. There's no obligation attached to the telephone. It is there for your convenience, not the callers. And I just, and, and uh, I, I mean, of course, there's a road in between these perspectives that is more measured. I understand that, you know, but... Uh, but just because there's demand doesn't mean yeah. I am then bound by obligation to respond in that fashion. Yeah. 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 I think that that's exactly right. And I actually, I have that. It's funny that you say that because I have that relationship with the phone and my mom happens to get quite upset. Like, you didn't answer your phone. I'm like, yeah, because I usually don't. So, you know, because I want to decide when I, you know, like when, when I'm available, like when people can come into my space and mm-hmm. so i i i like that and i and i like that and i think if we could just get clearer around how and when we are available and what that means and when the, you know like i i just thinking about a bit of work we started uh over 2 years ago now uh and one of the first questions was are you going to be the folks we work with because they worked mm-hmm. with consulting firms all the time where the senior partners came in did the pitch did the sell all that, and then, um, disappeared. you know, and then they disappeared. And so we don't want that either. I think we could figure out what that model looks like because it's pretty well established in the consulting world. Um, yeah, the top yeah. six firms do that, right? You send in a yeah. very expensive partner. That person does the pitch. They turn up in intermittent stages along the course of an event. And other than that, you're getting kind of like recent graduates of business degrees. Right. Or even really good people. If I think about that particular work. Yeah. The person they sent in was great. Yeah. But it, but the client was concerned, right? Like we make a connection with you, you're who um, we want to be working with. Right. So I just think something about being actually really clear of like, yep, here's, here's where we're involved and here's where we're not. Right. Here's what. Here's what you can expect over the course of a two-year engagement with us, for example. Mm. 
hard to tell. But but also just to say, three years in, we just passed the third anniversary of the outside. Uh, I, I think this is a very interesting, unforeseen conversation for us to be in. In what way? Well, when we launched outside, it was an experiment that we didn't know if it was going to work. That's true. And now it's like, oh, wow, what is our right role in this organization that seems to really be building something and having somewhat a life of its own and 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 is attracting really compelling, competent people? I don't, I know, I had no idea that this no. would be where we were. No, me neither. No, me neither. And there is a piece of watching, um, watching our own patterns, right? I mean, I was on a call, I'm coaching a young couple who are doing some incredible work. Um, and, uh, and there was one point where um, one of them was like, yeah, I just want to like cut everything out. We're just not going to do that bit of the work, you know? And the other one was like, well, that's kind of your pattern, isn't it? Mm. When it gets overwhelming, you just want to cut it out to make life simpler. Mm. But that may not actually be the best thing to do, you know? Right. And it's like, and so there's also, a pe- right? So there's also a piece of like, oh yeah, now it's got really busy. What, you're not going to like take leadership anymore? You're going to like disappear into the background, Tim and Tuesday? <laughs> Right. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? You know? And right. so there's yeah. like, so there's a piece of like watching your own patterns as well. And, and, um, right. Cause my really problematic pattern is just to like try to fucking make it work. Oh, yeah. And just like kill you myself. Just, you like, right? will just like, fix every, you're just not fixed, but like you take everything on. Oh, such a terrible pattern. Like we had, like, but it's true. That would be like, it's worth noticing our pattern, right? Like my impulse is like, oh, how do we, how do we do this? And the only answer is going to be work more. That's not the right answer. That's not the right answer. No. It's not the right answer. I wonder what my pattern is. I mean, I think I have a certain amount of that. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think I also have a pattern where like, when I get super overwhelmed, I just get sick. <laughs> I kind of have like a a shutdown pattern where like, you know, that's a dangerous combination. Yep. Well, we're not going to solve it, but I appreciate our paying some attention to it here because, yeah, because I think it's what's in front of us and our only answer cannot be to work harder or to like hands off. That's actually not neither one of those or crash and get sick. Right. So our only pattern here can be to figure out the next new way. We have to establish a new pattern. And, and know that, um, it might take years. Yeah. to build something that isn't centered around you and I, but that gradually mm-hmm. we do it. Like I, I am kind of drawn to this idea. If you haven't signed up to um, do a little interview with Mark Coffin, who's our producer, mm-hmm. folks, we would love you to do it. We're, we're right in the middle of making some pretty big decisions about how we focus kind of what we broadcast from the outside out to the world. Yeah. And of course the, the pod's a big part of that, you know, and, 
we're really moving away from traditional branding into more of a trying to put our voice out there as uh, thought leaders in many ways and looking to get ourselves published in magazines. So a lot more of a public relations kind of focus. Um, and there's the potential that we might shift the podcast pretty significantly into a show format, you know, where we're bringing on speakers and doing things like that. Um, uh, but we, but you know, we're in danger of doing that in isolation of a good conversation with right. our listeners because we know there's right. a solid group of people, you know, mm-hmm. four-digit number that's turning up every single, you know, time we release yeah. an episode to listen. And it's mm-hmm. like, thank you for being part of this kind of like unseen community that's part of our work. We would love to hear your voices. And so if you could drop us an email just saying you'd be willing to do a 10-minute interview mm. with Mark, we would love it uh, because it will yeah. influence the choices we make about how we structure the podcast, especially going into season four. Uh, and also what other things you might get from outside uh, of the outside in the coming That's years, right. you know, and there's lots of other data points that we're pulling in, but we realize that this is a really one way conversation. And, right. uh, and what we don't get to hear is your experience of it other than like, random pieces of input like i have to smoke a joint to listen to season three you know um and we, do, and we get other feedback we do get other feedback and we talk to other people and there's a lot of very positive feedback we get on the uh, on the podcast but it would be great just to have you know mark wanted to do something like an up, upward about 10 interviews with listeners and so we'd love to hear from you it would help us out yeah it would help be, it'd be a great gift back to us from you if you were able to just give us a little bit of your time uh, to help us figure our direction. That would be amazing. And um, I don't think there's a question on the interview uh, sheet, but if you want to tell them like, yay, Tim and Tuesday, stay in the center or get the heck out of the center. We take your feedback on that too. Totally. That's all right. You could let us know. Yeah. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> we need it. The song I'm going to suggest for today is called uh, "Which Side Are You On?" Um, it's on the House of Bees album, Volume Two, by mm. B. Dolan, and uh, and I like it because it's a it's a mix in of uh, I think actually the people who are singing it are um, North American folk musicians in with what's really cool hip hop. And okay. It's awesome. So it's this kind of it's kind of this sample mixed in of kind of North American folk music into a what's a rockin' hip hop tune with lots of amazing things to say. Who let the torch pass fall in the tall grass? Fire alarm, why is this on? What do you call that? Call it predictable political cliches. So when the movie ends, the revolution's dead. Replay the sequence of events that led to these deep divisions. I realized the order wrong, people are in prison. The children wanna know if I believe in the reptilians. I tell them I don't know, but on the TV I see lizards. What action was in fashion, you were such an easy mimic. Pump a stick of quote, lifting grip, no statistic. Grass for the straw man, born again, cynic. Bear with the firebrand, spark my suspicion. Knew you were the type to take the fight like a gimmick. And rock the t-shirt when your sweat wasn't in it. The clock is still ticking for the victim of the future. You wait until they look like you to ever choose, but...
Which Side Are You On was a was a tune in the labour movement in the UK as well, kind of during the Thatcher era and stuff like that. And of course, Billy Bragg did a version of it. This government had an idea and Parliament made it law. Seems like it's illegal to fight for the union anymore. And which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? I love it when you when you get these kind of fusions of music but also yeah. that something that has historical importance in you know people beginning to stand up for their rights in the face of oppressive decision making also turns up so it's actually I've only ever heard that song sung with British accents you know but then I heard the song mixed in by US folk musicians right into a hip-hop tune right and I was wow. like, oh, isn't it amazing how music travels? And then isn't it unlikely who might pick that up and sample it yes. and then make it relevant for their own community and their own listeners? So I just, That's right. I think I just love how music travels like that in the most surprising mm. and wonderful ways. Anyway, please enjoy. Which side are you on? Be Nolan. And if you're interested, you can go check out the Billy Bragg version of Which Side Are You On, which is, has a oh. very different flavor, but is equally awesome. Nice. Oh, that's mm. great, Tim. I love it. I, like you said, I love how music travels. Good. So the poem I'm bringing today is a poem by Shel Silverstein. And I don't know if he was big for you, but he's a big children's poet here. Oh, yeah. I've read and, Shel Silverstein to all of my kids. Yeah. So um, this uh, this one is called Listen, Listen to the Mustn'ts. And I was just thinking and like just hearing us talk about what we should do. But this, and I just thought, oh, mm, you know. There probably isn't a should or shouldn't here. There's actually just like what we're going to do, whatever that will be. So I just think I just kept coming to me as we were talking. So uh, listen to the mustn'ts, child. Listen to the don'ts. Listen to the shouldn'ts, the impossibles, the won'ts. Listen to the never haves, then listen close to me. Anything can happen, child. Anything can be. Love that one. Yeah. Right. You can do all the thinking you want and then. Yeah. Right. That's what's right in front of you as well. That's right. So the outside, you know, we'll see. Anything can be. We'll see what it ends up being. Yeah. We certainly didn't know what it was going to be three years ago. No way. Who knows? No way. Who knows where we'll be in three years, right? From now. That's right. Hmm. That's right. Hmm. Thanks, folks. Good to be with you. Please, please let Mark Coffin know if you're willing to do an interview. Rate, review us, uh, and like us on iTunes or wherever you see your podcasts. Exactly. Do it. Yeah, that's right. We'll be back here in two weeks. Yes, we will. Doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Hey, podcast listeners. It's Mark Coffin here, podcast producer. If you want to talk with me about your experience listening to the podcast, please email podcast at findtheoutside.com and we'll set up a time to chat.